Gentlemen, to episode 66 of the Generation Gaming Podcast. I almost said Drunk Dash Nerds. Uh, <laughs> Generation Gaming Podcast. I, um, well, whatever, I'm really the host. But joining me this week, I'm Tyler, by the way. We have the Jack of Hearts. Hey, hey man, how's it going? <laughs> good, buddy, good. Um, it's just going to be us this week. Uh, Jake has some uh, family stuff going on right now, so he'll be out. So uh, we'll be running the show, I guess. Uh, we really have a lot of stuff to talk about, so we're just going to kind of uh, shoot the shit for an hour, talk about what the hell we yep. want to talk about. But I guess for the time being, we can kind of just uh, start like normal and just kind of talk about what we've been doing. Uh, All right. Why don't you go ahead and start, Jack? Well, let's see. Over the past couple of days, I had a chance to finish Destiny, which, you know what? For a game that is $60 and stuff like that, it just really kind of felt like, while I was playing through it, it just kind of felt like, uh, I don't know how long, but... It felt like about a twelve, maybe fifteen hour type of uh, demo. Huh. You may, you may say, and I say that because a lot of the times if you're playing throughout this game, the story based missions and stuff like that, you're learning little bits and pieces and stuff like that. But once you finish the main story missions, and apparently from what I've been hearing, though, the game doesn't really begin until you reach like level twenty, which that means you have other like options and stuff. You get to participate in like other sorts of like specific types of like raids and specific types of like. Uh, like, extra features or something like that, like, able to join, like, clans and do this and do that. But, uh, but yet, it's not a bad game at all. It's a really good game, in my honest opinion, because they've, like, Bungie's laid down the groundwork for what this game, you know, potentially can be, but at the same time, and stuff like that, right now, it's, it's kind of like an average game, in my honest opinion. I mean, I think when it comes to, like, uh, maybe another, like, six months down the line, another year, this game is probably going to be entirely different than what uh, it's going to be right now. And it, it quite possibly is going to be better in that regard. Hmm. But at the same point, I'm glad that I played through this game because it's really fun, and I do like a lot of the, the online elements and stuff of it. But at the same time, it just makes me feel like I need to just maybe just give it a rest for a while, come back to it another six months or whenever, whenever they get some more updates and get some more, like, content... And, uh, you know, just retry my luck with another character or something. But at the moment, it's like, uh, yeah, I'm kind of done with it for the most part. <laughs> but anyway, but anyway, though, like the last uh, closing bit about uh, Destiny for me, it's like, you know, the game, the online portions of it, I'm, I do want to say that they are fun and stuff. They're not really obtrusive, and, you know, with things, you know, it, there's no like, uh, there's no online griefing hardly at all. I mean, there are certain extents where, like, if you're at that one specific spot called the loot cave and stuff, you'll have maybe the occasional, like, other players or something trying to nudge you out and stuff like that, or just trying to, you know, just trying to kick you away so they can try to get the loot and everything else for themselves. <laughs> but, uh... But, other than that, though, the game's really fun, I think. 
And uh, like I was just saying before, it's like it'll definitely be something I'd probably play like another six to eight months, maybe from now. <laughs> Where I mean, people are like enjoying it, but I think people are just enjoying it because they're playing with friends. And yeah, that's exactly the point. I think. Are, I think you nailed that pretty good. Or people are are just the only reason people are playing is because of their friends. They're not even really enjoying the game. It's just they don't care. They want to just play with friends. And, I don't know, I mean, I enjoy playing games with friends, and I miss that, because I haven't had a game like that in a long time. Or, mm-hmm. like, a bunch of us hop into a party and play. I don't think I've had that in, I don't know, a year and a half. Uh, and it'd be great, but I don't want to be bored. Like, I, I did that with, like, excuse me, like, with Call of Duty, Black Ops 1 and 2, it was fun for a while, like, playing games with your friends, but after, like, I don't know, 15, 20 hours of playing online with with that game even though you're bs with your buddies having fun conversations and stuff with them like i wasn't really having fun like playing the game part like you know i i, I want i want to have that like it was fun like do i remember we did a couple nights we did like uh, we had like a big talking ship thing mm-hmm. uh, that was fun but i you know i want to play a fun game with my friends that you know everybody's playing and i feel like destiny is not that well, yeah, maybe not, like, right at the moment and stuff. I mean, I'm constantly seeing, like, uh, people from the talking ship, you know, like, just uh, joining parties, trying to go and try to uh, complete certain, like, missions and stuff. Because there are certain, like, particular raids that you can do where you're going to have to need the coordination of, like, maybe three, maybe maybe three to about six people in order to try hmm. to uh, see if you can coordinate and just defeat, like, just the hardest type of uh, difficulty in certain levels. But it's, like, I have played through the entirety of the story campaign like without being inside of a party or without just just mostly by myself but yet there were like other online players obviously just doing what they were doing you know just uh being at the loot cave or like destroying enemies or maybe even helping you out for a bit but there are certain like specific like portions of the campaign where even if you're online and stuff random people can't be inside like the specific type of like story moments like certain like battles Hmm. I noticed that right towards the final, like, uh, mission of the game, where I had somebody that was actually, like, helping me out and stuff like that, trying to, uh, defeat some of the tougher enemies and stuff, but once you get to the restricted zones, they're, no way to, they're nowhere to be found, you know? So that was kind of an interesting tidbit that I saw, but... I wonder if they just weren't, uh, far enough in the game or something, so they... Maybe they couldn't skip missions or something like that. Maybe. Or maybe it's because they were trying to, uh... Maybe they just weren't part of the story mission, like, at all or something like that, and they just, uh, just decided, well, who knows. Eh, very true. I'm not too sure. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'll admit, like, I still want to get the game just because it's, like, I do see those posts on Twitter and Facebook about playing and, like, people talk about the crazy experiences they had, and it sucks missing out on that. I just, at this point, oh, man, Hyrule Warriors is just hours away. <laughs> I can't. And we got Smash Brothers 3DS like a week away. I I know. I'm it's, not gonna have time it's just for like I know. It's just like uh that's the thing I was most excited for, you know. I liked playing through Destiny. It's it's a great game to play because it's like it, you do have like fun like uh exploring the certain types of like the multiplayer aspects and some parts of the single player stuff. But then again, it's like, I was glad to be finished with the main campaign because there are other games I want to play this year, right? And I'm not going to be sticking just to one game throughout the whole year here. Yeah. For the whole rest of the year. I, I, so, yeah. I don't know. I feel like Destiny would actually be better served 
for like um, a May or June release. Where yeah, that should have been like a summer type of release. My last opinion. I understand it's probably one of the most anticipated games, and you want to work for the winter, or, you know, right before the, the holidays get here. But yeah. the problem is you're not going to get people to stick around with your games for very long. Even though it was probably the it's the first AAA game of the of the of the of the season. Yeah. But in two three weeks we got multiple AAA titles coming out every week, pretty much. Yeah, that's that's going to be the ultimate test for Destiny because. Like any type of hardcore gamer and stuff, you they only stick around for like the particular type of AAA releases, maybe for the first couple weeks, and then after that happens, everybody vacates the next online portion of another game. You know, it's just it happened frequently with uh, games in the PS3 and the Xbox 360. Yeah, and same is held true for like some of the games right now for the PS4 and Xbox One. I mean, you don't see people readily going into Titanfall and playing that anymore. No. I mean, I mean, hell, look at this. I played Titanfall for almost, like, nearly a month, right? I tried doing clan stuff. I've tried doing, like, other things about it. But I am so freaking fatigued with that game. I mean, I've tried playing, like, the campaign portions, which they're more to be desirable. It's it's the good example of a game you can play that's best played with friends, or else you're not going to get a lot out of it, you know? just mm. Yeah, and when coming out when it did, yeah, you got, like, you got you're gonna have two three weeks of like really no competition with Destiny. Yes, but I, we got like I said we got AAA title AAA title coming in the next. We got at least one coming out every week until late November. Yes, and either people are gonna jump on the next big multiplayer game, or they're gonna people are gonna spread out and they're gonna get their own games to play. Yeah, here's the thing though: the main DLC thing for Destiny, I think, releases in December. Yep, I think. So, in that time frame, obviously, I know Hyrule Wars is probably not going to be that that type of big sale where everybody's going to be buying this thing, but Smash Brothers is definitely a game that's going to be, like, generating sales. Plus, also, you got the Bayonetta stuff, which obviously we use stuff, obviously, but uh, we're talking about the type of games that are going to be selling most inside November. So, you got, like, Dragon Age Inquisition, you got Far Cry 4, you got Shadows of Mordor, and even the chance of the... The Wii U Smash Brothers, which I know is probably going to be selling like gangbusters as well. So oh, it's yeah. like and you, all of this, yeah. And you got to look. I mean, like Far Cry and Dragon Age have are going to have multiplayer. Yes, they are. So I imagine that's going to take some away. You got Call of Duty coming out as well. Can't forget about Call of Duty. Yeah. All the sports games are coming out. We got the basketball games and the uh, and you got the wrestling game on November eighteenth as well. Yeah. Which... So there's, I don't. I, you know, I originally said when I talked about this that I was going to pick it up for Extra Life, and I don't see myself doing that now. Yeah. Um, unless, like, all I my friends why. decide to do just do Destiny for 24 straight hours, then I'd probably... I think <laughs> I think what's really keeping you from trying to, like, play Destiny at some of that, you're just waiting for that one type of thing that's going to really interest you, and they'll just try to, do, like, dive in and stuff and actually just experience it. Yeah. Because, you know what, the only downfall I see of Destiny right now is really much the story-based missions. But if the game was a little bit larger and had more like, uh, like much more like options, like a customization stuff, then I think you would probably pretty much like it. Very true. Um, I, it just kind of feels like a empty game to me, from what I am going off of just the beta and reading people's um, kind of reviews and friends what they talk about the game. Uh, it doesn't have you know it doesn't have that story. That's like I'm a story. I'm more of a I, I I can go through a mediocre game with a great with a good story, and yes. I can go through a great game with uh, a mediocre to really really bad story. And I feel like this yes. game doesn't have 
great gameplay and doesn't have a very good story. So, right. the lack combination, plus it's a 30, 40, 20, 30, 40 hour game going into the peak season, not going to happen for me. Hmm. Yeah, so I can see where you're coming from there. And you know what? While we're on the subject, though, of like games, like, well, honestly, this that's pretty much all I've been playing, though. But Tyler, why don't you go into what you've been doing? <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so, this past week, uh, I've just kind of going back still playing some of my, uh, like, Madden and Super Mario 3D World. Um, I was just kind of talking about, I played a lot of Super Mario 3D World in the last week. Um, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, I, I'm really addicted to this game now. I'm trying to really just beat it before, uh, I know. uh, Hyrule Warriors gets here. Um, but... Told you it was a good game. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I wish I would have played this last year, because it probably would be my game of the year from last year. Now you're starting to understand why I would like spent so much time playing that game, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's addicting. Like I, I keep every night like I'll play a couple levels before I go like go to sleep, and I'm like oh, I'll do one more level, and I'll, I mean only play like like twenty thirty minutes, and I look over, it's like oh it's been like an hour and like twenty minutes or something like that. I'm like oh crap, I go to bed. So, but no, I've been there. I'm actually like I, I think I'm at the end of World Six. I, I'm like about yeah. to go into the castle. Uh, I was actually playing it just before we started podcasting. Oh my gosh! <laughs> um, but no, I just like I, this is so different from. I mean, it's a combination almost of like a Gal- Super Mario sixty four or Galaxy, and like the two D Mario's where it's kind of like got the best of both, with the you star know, collecting. Um, go ahead. You know, when I was playing it initially, it felt like a combination of uh, the thought and like the ideals and stuff behind Super Mario Brothers two. Obviously, because a lot of the the references and stuff, like from being able to play as Peach and Toad and stuff like that, to like uh, the saving the fairies, which look remarkably like subcons from uh, Super Mario Brothers Two, plus uh, all the other like the the slots, this and that and stuff like that. That type of uh, gameplay aspect combined with maybe Super Mario World, like Super Mario like sixty four type of aspects and stuff, where it just feels so awesome to play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a legitimate game where like I'm playing the game and I'm just happy. Like it's just fun. Like it's not there's no intense story. There's no, you know, uh, crazy like kill a thousand enemies. I'm not stressed or anything. Like even when I die a lot, I don't feel like it's it's not the game's fault. It's my fault, and I like I feel like I learn every time I go through it. Yeah, like, I might die two or three times on this one part. But I get a little better every time, and it makes you feel just like it just makes you feel a little better. When you finally get through it, it's almost like beating like a really hard puzzle, like a puzzle game or something like that. Yep. And you like you get that little click, like you're playing Portal or something. Like you, you solve that puzzle, you've been spent 15 minutes on, and like you get the little click in your your brain. You're like that's yes, I'm awesome. <laughs> and and just like I mean, it's not just like level after level. Every level is great. So, I mean, there's been a couple actually I haven't really liked, but for the most part, every level has been great. And, but I like like they have like things where they break up they break up it's not just a level 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 like they'll have mm-hmm. like um random like boss fights where you have yes. to go fight like i had a fight like this snake and like he'd pop out little other like little other little snakes and they had plates in their head you know jump on the plates and like jump on the big snake and like stomp yep. them and then like random like kill five uh hammer brothers or something and you get a star or kill you know a bunch of um turtles with the boomerangs and get a star or and like going back and doing the same level over again, but they have like your if your friends have beat that level, they have their ghosts and your ghost in it too. So you can like it's just fun. Like oh, I'm like oh man, freaking eight bit has 
got did beat this level in like a minute 47 I'm like oh, I gotta go back and beat it now like in faster than him you know and like they have like like little small levels where they're like you only got 100 seconds to get through it but you can probably get through it in like 10 seconds but if you want to go all the side stuff it's gonna, it's gonna be cutting it pretty close um no I'm just I, I it's an older game it's from like last November but I just that's kind of what I've been doing and it, it's just it's so much fun if you if you have a Wii U like you need to own this game if you don't have a Wii U go get go get a Wii U with this game you know what I kind of find sort of amazing with this and stuff? I mean, we can play a lot of the AAA titles and stuff, like uh, from the Destinies to the Far Cries to, like, the Call of Duties and to the, all the other stuff that's supposed to be aimed towards us, though. But, when, like, when people like, say, you, Tyler, and I or something like that play a game like Mario and stuff like that, it's more akin to what we were generally were playing back maybe to our youth and stuff like that. It just goes into that that happy nostalgia type of place where it's like, oh man, I'm having some fucking fun playing this, you know? It's like, yeah. Doo, 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 doo. It, it brings you back to that, like you're like a teenager again, or like, you know, like when you're like, or like you're 10 or you're 8 or whatever, whatever age you were when you played like, like me growing up playing 64 or like GameCube or whatever, like just going back to that happy place and, and it's just, but it's, it's you're back at the happy place, but it's a new game and it's prettier looking and it's even more fun, you know, it's just, you enjoy those, I just enjoy every moment I'm playing this game. <laughs> I know, I know. It's it's really amazing though because I when I've been playing like uh, when I've played certain AAA titles like say over the last year, then I had the chance to play Super Mario 3D World and stuff and complete it obviously to like uh, the beginning part of this year and stuff like that. It just felt really refreshing. Like I didn't feel stressed. I didn't feel like I had to like uh, like I was angry or anything like that. I just wanted to keep playing it. Yeah. You know? That's really different than the contrast of uh, other games where I just played through it once. Like, yeah, I'm done with it. Yeah, you know, it's just... yeah, and that's kind of like, and like, I think that's the thing that like the great thing that Nintendo does, where like it, it gives you a different contrast to what we're getting getting on PS4. Like PS4, you look at what we're getting, what we're going to get this year, and I'm not going to knock these games. So I'm buying a lot of these games, but you get like Destiny, it's just really crazy, intense shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Far Cry Four, like a a tense crazy shooter <laughs> you got yep. dragon age that's gonna be a crazy intense um medieval game you know like it, then you have a game like say like a little big planet 3 which is like okay it's kind of cutesy it's kind of whimsical and stuff like that it's got the creative stage thing and stuff like that but uh but still all those games that you mentioned plus like uh all the other stuff they're fun to a certain extent but they don't have that type of replay appeal to what say gamers like say like you and i tyler kind of uh look for inside of our video games that we like to keep and keep on playing yeah because honestly if it came down to the between the two i would much rather have a game where i can go back to and replay over and over and over again instead of investing time into a game which i know i'm probably not going to be playing again in another six months you know just oh yeah most definitely that, that that's what the great thing about nintendo is they give you a great fun experience you're never bored and like you don't like you're, you you can go back at any time and still have a lot of fun with these games mm-hmm. but uh my cat's meowing in the background <laughs> annoying <laughs> i think he stops um the cat's like the cat's like hey i agree it's like i, I agree, agree. yeah I agree. <laughs> or no, i think he just wants treats um <laughs> uh but no i also um played uh I'm, I'm in the talking ship uh madden league as, as well with uh mm-hmm. with with jack uh this yep. week i had my chance to play nerves from talking ship <laughs> um <laughs> i think he it's always fun yeah i think um I, I was talking to him while playing the game i'm pretty sure he sold the game because of me 
How do you think that? Because uh, he told me several times, every time he threw an interception, that I'm selling this game tomorrow. Um, no, it wasn't it wasn't pretty for him. Uh, I, it was 41-13. Oh. And it was actually, um started off 6 nothing. Uh, he was beating me, and then um, he threw three interceptions in a row. And I returned mm. two of them for uh, interceptions, or two of them for touchdowns. Yes. <laughs> and just kind of uh, oh snowballed from there. He ended up having like six turnovers. Yeah, I can honestly see. I mean, nerves and stuff, when I played him during our week, I think it was like a week two matchup or something like that. I mean, like, uh, he's he's a good sport about it and stuff like that. Oh, I, didn't, yeah. I wasn't like, I wasn't like say, like, doing things on, like, purpose or something like that, just try to get under his skin or anything like that, though. But I ended up beating him, like, about, what was it, like, 21 to 7 or, like, something like that. But the thing of the matter is he was trying to learn the parts of the game as well. Like, I kept telling him and stuff like that. I tried to give him a little bit of, like, tips and points and stuff. Hey, if you hit the square button and stuff like that, you do the harder hits mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you know? And it was just kind of funny every time I would do the play. It's like, oh, you dirty bastard. You yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was he was getting frustrated. I don't, I don't think he plays a lot of Madden. Um, but he was getting frustrated. Because like, I'm, no. I'm really good on, like, uh, kick like kickoffs. Like, I can – I do a lot of directional kicks. And yeah. I can usually – I'll kick it right around to, like, you're on the end of, like, right on – like, either right in the end zone or, like, right at the one-yard line. So you're, like, yeah. you're basically going to – like, 99% of the time they're going to run it out. And I just tackle yeah, you know, like run between like the ten and like twenty, like so. You always get bad. You always start off a bad field position. And he's getting like I can't get the freaking kick off the twenty yard line, and I'm just giving <laughs> tips. I'm like, hey man, like here's what you need to do: do directional kicks, have your guys run to the right or the left wherever the wind is. Um, and also, like I was telling him, like basically, like the first two drives he had, like he went right down the field. I ended up stopping him in the red zone, but like he went right down the field like on me with no problem because he was running the ball quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and like he ran the ball on me on like seven or eight times in the first, like those first two drives. And I think honestly, the rest of the game, he ran the ball like four times. Basically he he went to that mode. Like you see a lot of people when you play online against like a lot of inexperienced people, like as soon as they lose the lead, even if it's in the first quarter and are down by like a touchdown or a couple points, even they get, they just want, they just go, they start passing like crazy. Just passing. And huh. basically what he did, he just went he just started passing a lot. So I just play a lot of man coverage and that usually leads to a lot of interceptions. And so mm. and he was forcing it a lot. So it just kinda ended um just snowballed like that. I just kinda took advantage of some like, you know, of that and uh ended up beating him forty one thirteen. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, you know what though the random part of why like some people like uh, say if they're a little bit experienced because I'm sort of inexperienced too, like say reading defenses and stuff like that. I've noticed that uh, most of the time, if you're getting like an, if you throw like an interception or something, you're not obviously like you're either forcing it or you're misreading the certain like formations, like the the, the cover threes, the cover fours, and something like that. Yeah, there's hardcore football talk, so deal with it. Yep. And uh, the thing that I've noticed more or less isn't really like, like say, the defense's fault. It's just more like uh, recognizing say the defensive scheme. So when I try to pass, it just seems like. More often than not, I'm coming across a lot more of, say, bad downs or maybe even, like, uh, like even the receivers are, like, freaking dropping the balls, you know. It's just kind of hilarious in a way. Yeah. <laughs> For me, like, when I do when I do throw interceptions, I mean, I do. I'll, I'll throw – I play a lot. You know, I'll throw 10 to 15 a season. Sometimes I'll have a really great season. Sometimes I'll have worse. Um, but a lot of my interceptions come off of me. Like, I, I'm pretty good at reading the defenses, and sometimes I, like – like when you play mad enough, you kind of know what the defense, what the uh, cornerback is going to do on a certain yes. like when you when you see like 
when you look at your matchup, like, all right, so I'm gonna, he's going to I have a curl route, but he's giving me about 10 yards of room here. So all I, yeah. he's going to back up about four, four or five yards. All I got to do as soon as my receiver turns around, rocket him a pass, and it's going to be easy, you know, first down or easy 10, 12 yards or whatever. Sometimes right. they don't they don't do that. Sometimes they know the curl route's coming, they jump the ball, and it's a pick six. Happens to me yeah. a lot, you know, and it's just things like that sometimes. Sometimes not forcing it. Sometimes they just the defense makes the court, the computer makes a great play. Um, but no, like he, he just kind of, uh, the way I, 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 I play it and I've talked about this before is I like to play like, like the Colts did with, with Peyton Manning in the yeah. 2004, 2005 era when I just, I, when, if I had the lead, I knew you, I knew you're going to pass more than you're going to run. So I'm going to give up. I'll probably give up. If you ran the ball on me, I'm probably going to give up a lot of running yards, but it's going to take a long time to score points. And if I have a two two-score lead, it's, you know, I'm probably going to end up winning that. I'll take that. That's fine. I'll give up points if that means I'm going to win the game. Um, you know, it's going to take you 10 minutes to score a touchdown. Uh, so I usually pin my ears back. I get, I got Julius Peppers and Clay Matthews rushing my rushing the quarterback every play. Right. So I'm gonna get, I get a lot of sacks or I get a lot of pressure, and that's usually, that's pretty much what happened is I just pretty much sacked him or got a lot of pressure on him, and oh. he just kind of threw, he just kind of threw it up for grabs a lot, and <laughs> Ended up being pretty for him, but no, I, I told him good game. He said he said thanks for being a good sport. Um, yeah. It was fun. I hope he didn't sell it because um, he he was he was doing really well. It just kind of just he, he just had a couple of bad plays in a row and just started forcing after that. And I think it just comes something comes with experience in a game like Madden. Um, it's not an easy yeah. game to play, people. It's, it takes a lot, especially if you're playing against someone like me that puts hundreds of hours into Madden every year. Um, but no, I'm, that's kind of what I've been doing. Uh, nothing really exciting going on in uh, Tyler's life here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, same old, same old. Frisbee golf, uh, work, <laughs> and uh, video games. So <laughs> pretty good. Uh, but no, uh, we're we're just kind of we're just kind of spitballing this week, guys. Like I said before, um, I don't know. Like we I had a couple of things here to talk about. I mean, we can. Uh, some week I think we can all celebrate is uh, this week. I believe yesterday, as of this recording, uh, it was Nintendo's 120th, 125th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, and to celebrate, IGN actually had a top 125 uh, Nintendo games of all time, and they had some like rules about it. It had to be like either Nintendo made games or Nintendo like first party. Like either the game was made by a company they owned, or like it was they basically oversaw like they even though if they had a third party making the game they were involved a lot in the in the development of it um kind of like retro is um with a lot of their metroid games Donkey Kong games but right. i'm not gonna read up the whole 125 because uh, frankly some of it um i understand like a lot of the games on there i should be on there but the order didn't make a lot of sense to me but like uh twilight princess was below uh nintendogs uh and zelda <laughs> oracles and seasons um or Oracle of Seasons and Ages, uh, but the top ten is uh, number ten is Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow. Uh, number nine, Super Mario Brothers three. Uh, number eight, Super Mario World. Seven is Metroid Prime. Six is Link to the Past, Zelda, of course. Um, they also had five was Super Mario sixty four. Four was Tetris for the Game Boy. Uh, Ocarina of Time was uh, number three. Number two, Super Metroid, and number one was Super Mario Brothers. Uh, now, now you know the recurring theme of that top ten list that uh, IGN had and stuff like that. 
All of those Mario. games they listed from the top ten are games that I've personally... Well, actually, four out of the top ten are Mario games, but there's a good reason for that, yeah. too, because those top ten, those are games that I've personally have played multiple times, and they do stand the test of time even to this day. So it's like... Yeah. So I can understand it that way, but... I, I, I don't... I don't know if they're the top games. It's hard to say because, I mean, obviously with the tech has gone up quite a bit. Um, but yes. I think it was more of so – a lot of a lot of it went into, into this. wasn't so much like top – like as overall video game, but I think overall yeah. importance to Nintendo. That's I think, what I think more or less this list was yeah, pretty much. I mean I, I think it was a combination of everything. I wish they were kind of more specific on it. Like they really didn't say like uh, is it just – the, this the, like overall video game or is it overall like importance uh what it, what it does it stand the test of time you know all of those things but overall i mean i can't really complain too much i honestly don't i, I wouldn't put the original super mario brothers as number one uh i would oh, man what uh what would would be your like probably your if you had to like pick one nintendo game what would it be for you because i i don't know if i can if i could pick for just one if I had to go with one Nintendo game that I would uh, honestly lean back on, it would be Super Mario Bros. 3. Because, for one, it's the first game that I've had a chance to play. And even though it wasn't the first game I ever beat, which, by the way, the first game I ever did beat was uh, Super Mario World. Nice. The thing the thing about Super Mario Bros. 3 is uh, the game is so much like vastly like uh, elaborated upon since the original Mario Brothers. Is obviously different than the second game that they had over in Japan, which they later released over in port of the Super Mario All Stars game in, uh, you know, the mid '90s and stuff. But uh, the thing about it, three is so imaginative. It had creative level design. It had interesting like character little uh, sprites and stuff like that. You can play the game like a multitude of ways, but uh, it's more or less my favorite type of like my favorite Nintendo game. Because it ultimately led me to try to go and try to experiment and play other types of games. Without that game as a gateway, I wouldn't be playing games in Super Nintendo or the N64. I wouldn't have had a chance to, say, go branch out and play games on the PlayStation or something like that. So it's it was more or less like a gateway thing when I was about three years old. And here I am at 26, and it's like, oh, Jesus Christ, man. I've played hundreds of games here. Yeah. <laughs> um... Thinking about it, I would I would honestly have to put um, Pokemon Yellow for me would probably be my that's a good choice too would be my favorite <laughs> just from I mean sure like I could I I think I put <laughs> between Pokemon Red Yellow and Blue I probably put Yellow is the best Yellow is the best because you get all the starter Pokemon <laughs> but um, and also Pikachu follows you around but I think between yeah, those three yeah. games I put easily five six hundred hours playing and that's probably not even like that's being generous with that number um but that game took over the late 90s for gaming for me i remember like Mm -hmm. i got it for christmas with the game boy color and i got pokemon red blue and yellow for the same christmas with the game boy color and i got all these other gifts i don't think i opened any of them for like a week <laughs> I just, you just want to play the one game. I That's want, hilarious. I remember I would go to like my like my mom. Like there's great clips. Um, uh, and there's like around the corner was like is like a you know uh, a strip mall. And around the corner was a uh, was a Best Buy. And like mom would go get her haircut or something like that. Or my dad go get his haircut. I just go to Best Buy and play the demo of freaking Pokemon Yellow for like for like months before I for finally got it for Christmas. You know. 
if we're like if we're looking at like main franchise games though like just some of my other favorites uh link to the past is probably my um i go back and forth a lot but wind waker and link to the past were probably my two favorite zeldas what about you what would be your favorite zelda my favorite zelda game is the legend of zelda ocarina of time it was the first zelda game that i had a chance to play i saw it like in various gaming like magazines and uh, it sparked my interest enough to where i wanted to go out and get the game one day you know it's kind of hilarious the story behind how i got it was just really crazy you know for the past like couple weeks leading up to its initial purchase by my mom it's like i wanted to play certain n64 games because i was waiting on wrestlemania 2000 to release so my mom tried to like entertain me here like with uh well let's see i wanted to ready to rumble boxing i remember getting that which you know that was that was fine and stuff then let's see and it, it was just kind of funny because i had gotten mario party 2 and then like pokemon blue and stuff like that and corresponding leagues and stuff and all of a sudden it's like gabe you can get just one more game just one more game <laughs> for the rest of the year and what i do i choose the zelda game that ocarina of time which surprisingly enough ended up being the game that i cherished most out of all those other games <laughs> but uh no what it took me originally four years to beat ocarina of time so what ended up happening was i got stuck in the third like like kid link dungeon before like becoming an adult right so i was stuck in jabu jabu's belly and i couldn't figure out how i could progress further so I had my dad order me a player's guide from Nintendo's website before, uh, obviously, they stopped selling the player's guides. So I still have my Ocarina of Time like player's guide from back in the day. I still go back to it whenever I'm kind of stuck at a place. But uh, what's hilarious about it is what I really need to do was I there was this one portion of the Zelda dungeon where I had to take the crate in Jibu Jibu's belly, had to go onto a platform, you know, go up to the next level and just drop it onto there. You know, it was just kind of hilarious, because here I am, like, 11, 12 years old and stuff, like, what the hell? What am I supposed to do here? And <laughs> I I seriously restarted the game over again and just tried to play through the certain parts, and I kept getting stuck at that point. So it was, like, about two or three tries, I think. And so what ended up happening was I finally was able to progress further, and I beat the game, like, my freshman year of high school. What's hilarious about it is, it's also this, my freshman year of high school, I beat Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask in the span of two weeks. From like, uh, because I had previously bought Majora's Mask, like, uh, a couple years after Ocarina of Time. And I ended up playing both, and uh, I ended up finishing both the games, like, roughly, roughly around like, the same month. Which is kind of hilarious, and at the same time, just kind of mind-boggling. Because I kept having trouble with, like certain things but the great thing about my parents is they end up getting me those players guides for those games so it was just like whoa whoa dude this is fucking awesome but but you know what the reason why i like ocarina of time is some of my, my favorite zelda game it's because there's a lot of memorable moments there's a lot of great dungeons and create like character development stuff it also didn't help matters that I did <laughs> one of my initial playthroughs. I ended up using a game shark and accidentally like going through the, the main revelation of who Sheik was. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> who is this? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's one of my favorites. What about yours, Tyler? Um, no, let's kind of jump on that. I, I, I missed the bandwagon. I remember playing Ocarina of Time when I was like younger, but you know, I was like seven, eight years old when that game, I think, came out. 
I, I actually really didn't play that. I remember um, I had a Nintendo Power uh, subscription for years. Um, and mm-hmm. every time you, you you signed up, um, you got like a free gift. You can usually pick between like a, a oh yeah a, a player they guide. Usually, they usually had like free players guides too if you signed up. Yeah, I remember what I did actually was uh, when 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 I when I resub one year, um, you got a free for free. I got the Zelda collector uh, collection collector collection uh, edition. It came with uh, Zelda uh, Legend of Zelda for the NES, Zelda uh-huh. two. Uh, Majora's Mask and um, oh, man. Uh, Ocarina of Time and it had a demo I think to Wind Waker on it because I think it initially oh, came yeah. out before Wind Waker um, but no I, I, I had that and that's kind of where I jumped into Ocarina of Time for the first time and fell in love with that game and I think that's part of the reason why maybe I don't hold it in such high regard I mean I really enjoyed the game but it was something I played much later in life uh, when it was you know I think 7-8 years after it was actually released when you know, like Wind Waker. I mean, I played that when it first came out. I, I guess that kind of hurts my argument though, because I beat Link to the Past on Game Boy Advance, <laughs> which is like twelve years apart. But that game was perfect for a Game Boy. I Advance. did the same thing. I did the same thing, Tyler. And for God's sakes, I played Super Metroid and beat it in two thousand six. Wow. And that was just mostly that was after I beat Metroid Fusion. Yeah. So that's just the thing. That's another one of my favorite Nintendo games, by the way, Super Metroid. Too. Metroid Prime. I mean, fuck. All these games on this list right here, they're just non-stop good games. I mean, the only beef, the only beefs that I have with this IGN list is for one, they limited to only games that Nintendo have made, like Nintendo personally made. So there's not any games from Camelot, like say like the Mario Golf games or like say like Golden Sun. Oh god, Golden Sun. That was the RPG that got me into RPGs. And another thing Another thing I, I noticed about the list is they included a lot of 64DD type of, like, or even, like, Japan-only titles, which is, like... Yeah, I saw that, too. You know what? I can understand the quality of the list, but I would not have those games even on that list because it's, like, if you live in the U.S., why in the hell would you want to <laughs> just to see... You want to see more Nintendo things released in North America and not so much Japan, you know? Yeah, I, I would but, I would have uh, liked yeah. to have seen it... Um kind of ease up on this uh restrictions on it because like i honestly like maybe like more just nintendo exclusive games like i i think a mega man or like any of the mega mans like mega man 2 not on that list i never was a big mega man fan but that's mega man 2 was held in high regard like the final fantasy yeah. games should be on that list somewhere um i i i feel like that was a too sugar i i really didn't like the list overall like looking at the orders the some of the orders of the stuff just didn't feel great to me um like I said before, like Ten Dogs is ranked higher than most of the Zelda games on the list, even though I I actually enjoyed the Ten Dogs. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I remember actually uh, me and my buddy both bought that game, and I remember just sitting. I remember like sitting on like the corner of like the street, like in front of our house, like playing it, playing it. I can't. Which one does that have? I think I had like Lavender and Friends or something like that, and I named him Hunter. <laughs> Go Hunter! Go. Oh god, that game—it was so stupid. I think I played the game for like a month, and then I went back like six oh months god. later, and like my because you had like actually washed the dog, and he was still—he oh, was like no. all disgusting and dirty. I'm like, oh, I turned it off. <laughs> god, that's freaking hilarious! Oh man, I remember playing the Ten Dogs as well. It was a good gimmick though, but that's the thing though—I lost interest like at least about a couple months after that game came out but uh yeah it hmm. yeah it was it was fun though i, I 
it just didn't have, like if it had more stuff to it than what it did, it would have been it would have stuck with it a little longer. But um, kind of like kind of going on with uh, what we've been talking about. I mean, I was thinking about this. I was actually thinking about this the other day. Uh, just like, what are, what are some games from like 2004 and older that um you wish like were remastered for like the PS4, next one? I mean by that is like games bef- like before 360, PS3, and um the Wii. So anything older than that. What would, we, what would be like some games you'd like to see on the new consoles? God, that's a good question here. Well, let's see. Honestly, I even I know that there are some of these games that I'm, I'm about to say that are getting remixes, like HD editions, like say on the PS3 and the 360. But I would definitely like to see like what was it? I would like to see Kingdom Hearts. Oh God, those yeah. games. Those games in the PS4 and the Xbox One or whatever mm-hmm. in hell, I want those games on there. I also want to see maybe... Well, you know what? I'm going to say it anyway. I want to see Super Mario Sunshine. I want to see... I want to see, like, uh, more games that were, like, say, on the GameCube in that, that, that time. Even Skies of Arcadia. Oh, like, uh, God. Oh. Let's oh. see. Skies of Arcadia. Paper Mario. The Thousand Year Door. I would yes. love to play that on an HD console. Let's see. What else? Here? At least put it in the virtual console, Nintendo. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, at least get something. Oh, oh yeah, Tyler. By the way, did you see? Like, uh, there's actually rumors going around that uh, Super Nintendo games are probably going to be coming to the game, like the the 3DS here. <laughs> really? That's well, there's awesome. like uh, there's one like screenshot. I kid you not. There's one screenshot where like uh, there's like a listing for like Super Mario World somewhere, but it's like. Ugh. But uh, the, actually. Um, kind of picking back off that i've been watching like some uh more like uh smash Brothers stuff kind of just building up for the game coming out and like nintendo has like this nintendo minute um like podcast series and i was watching like they're playing the they're all playing super mario 64 uh like like four people were playing it and they're just kind of you know they're like a let's play and they're all they're all using um the pro controllers for the wii u playing super uh super smash Brothers 64 so really? that's kind of telling me, and even like one of the girls says, you can get this game off the Nintendo eShop. But the eShop part was edited out. Like he just went like, like basically she went, you can get this game off Nintendo, and went silent for like a second. And are I'm you just serious? Like, I'm like, oh, that's maybe in an Nintendo. That's an exact like Nintendo Minute video. They're playing yeah. Smash Brothers with. That uh, that the sixty four version of Smash Brothers with the Pro controllers, yeah. So that tells me oh. like they have it, and they're not just they have not <laughs> confirmed sixty four games yet for release in the eShop. That's kind of interesting. Well, they said it's coming. They said they they said like back in like June that uh, that sixty four games are coming. Cause I just I just want Pokemon Snap again. I know they said the same for DS and like I, I think GameCube games as well initially, but it's like. I see GameCube games coming out next year sometime. Seeing the fact, I think they want to wait until at least after the Wii U Smash Brothers comes out. Seeing that's when we can actually start using GameCube controllers. I think the next year we're probably we're going to be seeing more of that, like HD re-releases of like uh, games that we used to play ten years ago or more. You know, from Mario Sunshine, maybe Metroid Prime. Which hell, I want to play Metroid Prime in HD. Oh my fucking god! Well, they did. They did. I guess. Well, they, they did the one on Wii, but I guess it wasn't HD. So. Well, they were motion control based too, and uh, the Metroid Prime collect the Metroid Prime trilogy. I mean, let me let me try. Do I have it with me? Oh, here it is. <laughs> I actually reached back behind me because I have it in my little 
like uh, my TV stand here, I got originally off of like uh, GameStop's website back before they started charging outrageous amount of prices. So I got like the tin version of this damn thing. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, yeah, it has all three of the Metroid Prime games. Like uh, you can only play like the motion control stuff. Hell, these games should be on Wii U. These games should be like in full HD, and they should be like getting a lot of the various stuff. You know, it'd be kind of hilarious if, uh, what, if uh, Rareware actually went by and stuff, and the thing they have been working on for like a year or something has tried to retouch the trilogy for like Wii U. <laughs> yeah, you mean retro? Retro, retro. What the hell did I say? Uh, rare. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> wishful thinking. I know I Rare know. should be wishful Nintendo thinking. Should just buy Rare. rare. <laughs> Uh, no, I, yeah, Metro would be Metroid Prime would be fun. That's a series I didn't really jump into uh, much. I know, Metroid oh has gosh. never been one of my favorite uh, Zelda uh, or Zelda franchise, Nintendo franchises. Uh, but no, I was kind of thinking about that. I was actually talking to a friend about this the other day about like kind of like games I wanted like to see uh, redone. Uh, I'd like to see uh, Pokemon Yellow going back to that. Okay, uh, kind of redone for like the, in the 3DS version. Oh yeah, that would be amazing. I don't know why that hasn't happened yet. Um, I was thinking about like I'd like to see a real uh, Resident Evil Four, oh. kind of uh, remastered, um, but with the controls. They did the HD uh, rem- uh, an HD one on 360, but it was the same controls as GameCube, and it just did not work well. Yeah, at that's all. really weird. Yeah, I played uh, that also on like on the PS3 when that initially released. You know, it just did not feel right at all when you're doing the twin sticks and everything else. It just it's not a fluid. It's a really aged third-person shooter because it's one of the first like ones initially to uh, use that type of a control scheme. And when you try to play it nowadays, mm-hmm. it's it's really weird. But if you play it on like the Wii version, it feels unnatural, like really uncanny, like really like uh, interesting. Honestly, you know. Oh yeah, I forgot. They did, they did remake. Yeah, it for the it's Wii. the PS2 version that they ported to the Wii. <laughs> that's yeah, that's weird. They had it on GameCube, but they used the PS2. I know. Version. It had the add-on uh, content and everything. Just uh... yeah, but you did take a couple of mine though, like Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. That's one of the most uh, underestimated, um, undervalued games from. I'm just, I know, uh, I'm just, GameCube. I think I guess lost really for Think like just exactly what other type of games would I like to see remade? You know, I mean, a lot of there's a lot of good ones that have been remade though, but uh, hmm. uh, Madden 05. <laughs> Madden 05. <laughs> they should just do that every year. They should take the one from ten years ago, kind of like Halo. EA should do EA Sports should do that every ten every year. The one the Madden from ten years ago, just remake it, and then oh my god, be amazing. If the new consoles come out, they can take the one from twelve years ago, ten years ago, uh, seven years ago, and two years ago, and make like a Madden collection of the new consoles, and then uh, be it'd be awesome. I'd love that. Oh god, that'd be freaking hilarious. Um, <laughs> Uh, that'd be great, man. If if Jake was here right now, all this Nintendo talk, he'd be so pissed. <laughs> oh yeah, no doubt. Right? Actually, no. What he, he wouldn't be paying attention. He'd still be playing video games right now. He'd probably be playing Minecraft. Or yeah, something. he'd probably be playing Minecraft or uh, Destiny or something like that. <laughs> very true. Totally space this out. Um, so it's kind of like a normal podcast. Oh, it kind <laughs> of is right now, huh? Okay, we need to we need to insert no, a little bit of Jake in here. Oh, uh, I want to see Halo. I want to see. Uh... I want to see a little bit of uh well wait a minute I'm already playing Minecraft. <laughs> I like to see a new Minecraft played. Uh what's that game from Sega he always wants? Fantasy Star. Uh, 
Yeah, that's that. Oh, that, that you know what? He, he, he totally, you know what? He totally walked that. Cool though, because the Phantom Star like series and the Sega Genesis. Oh my gosh, those are actually really underappreciated classic RPGs, which I could really see them being remade in some fashion. I mean, just think about it. Just certain aspects from those RPGs and stuff like that, just remade in full HD. Just maybe having like the traditional control sense, but uh, yeah, you know that's pretty cool too. Um, yeah, um, Silent Hill, Metal Gear Solid. Oh, Metal Gear Solid One. Two. Yeah, I like to I see mean, like kind of redone. I mean, for God's sakes, I mean the Twin Stakes was a good remake of say uh, the original Metal Gear Solid, even though mm-hmm. Hideo Kojima does not like that port at all. <laughs> and I don't understand why. It's, it's <laughs> well, I like I like that port because I know Silicon Knights had a make you know had a little uh, thing in like recreating this game but i like the fact that it, it borrowed elements of metal gear solid 2 where you can hide like guards and lockers and all this other shit you know mm-hmm. oh man i kid you not though back when metal gear saw the twin snakes when that was made available to rent i purposely rented that game i used an action replay and i played through that damn game in like about three days <laughs> nice i remember when that game came out um i got it for like right before my parents bought it i think i had like a good report card so my parents bought it yeah. for me for, uh, Milger, uh, bought it, uh, and it was like right before spring break or something right. like that. And I remember I during that spring break I beat it on every difficulty level from very easy to very hard. How in the hell that game was fucking difficult? <laughs> I know. I seriously beat that game about twenty thirty times. <laughs> like, I, like I've talked about it before, but like Metal Gear Solid and Resident Evil Four are probably the games I've beaten more than any other game ever created. Hmm. Uh, you know what? Think like uh, just thinking back on Konami games in general. I would love to see like say the the DS, no, the, like the Game Boy Advance or the DS, like Castlevania games revisited. You know, I mean, it might be a little bit of a stretch now since like uh, Koji Igarashi is like trying to do his own the stuff though. But uh, the thing about a lot of those classic like Castlevania games on the Game Boy Advance, I mean, Circle of the Moon obviously was was a pretty good game, but. Uh, I'm looking more or less to, like, Aria of Sorrow, which I consider one of the best Game Boy Advance games. Even, like, I would consider that higher than, say, like, the Pokemon games and, like, the Zeldas, the Metroids. Ooh. Well, here's the thing. It had an interesting, like, addictive element where you're collecting monster souls and you're equipping them onto you because, hell, you can use monster souls in order to defeat your enemies and do this and do that. I kid you not, I spent so much time, like, even back at, like, uh, in high school and stuff, I purposely saved up money, I put the game on layaway, I paid it off, and I was just playing that game nonstop for like about a month or two. It was just nuts. <laughs> I still have it to this day with my original save file and everything. It's just... It was awesome. Nice. <laughs> oh, man. Mm. I'm getting all nostalgic here for games. We got... Alright, so let's, let's talk about some current oh, that stuff, sounds actually. Good. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, so let's we'll move off. Try to get away from the Nintendo talk here, because if Jake's listening, <laughs> uh, he'd be so he's gonna be. Why the pissed. fuck are you guys um, talking about Nintendo again? <laughs> <laughs> I think what we should do throughout like throughout these topics is we should just like answer them and the, what what we think Jake yeah. would say. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, but so there, it was announced, uh, I think, sometime last week uh, that after our recording last week that. Uh, there, if you watch Halo Nightfall, I believe it's... I don't know if it's a live action or an animated movie. Uh, but if you watch that um, be, with the Halo yeah. channel on your Xbox One, it will unlock stuff. They don't know what it is. 
uh, for the Halo 5 beta that I believe comes out in I'll December. I'll watch it twice. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of wonder what the unlockable is going to be. Is it like going to be like some sort of custom battle rifle or some like uh, maybe some like just uh, various armor or something like that? Or maybe if it's like Knuckles is like, oh hey, they're going to unlock the various Hayabusa armor again. <laughs> you know, just... Uh, yeah, that was a thing. That was a thing back in Halo 3, that if you, like, uh, completed certain tasks and maybe collected all the skulls and all these certain perks and conditions, you get you got to unlock something called the Hayabusa armor, where you basically had a lot of this armor stuff where you looked like a freaking ninja, almost, from, like, Ninja Gaiden. So, apparently you could get your own, like, a samurai sword. You couldn't use the samurai sword, which was kind of bullshit. But uh, What's the point of a samurai sword. Yeah, I know, right? But <laughs> it was kind of like a whitish type of like armor thing that uh, you could equip on. But the thing about it is, it was five pieces, and you had to complete all these different tasks in order to unlock one piece of the puzzle. So you had like maybe I think I got everything except for the stupid helmet <laughs> when I played Halo Three originally. So it's like, uh, yeah, I could just Lord see... Helmet. <laughs> exactly. But that's exactly what I think is going to happen here. It's probably going to be some sort of like armor, like unleash things, or maybe some sort of custom like guns, or I don't know. It just seems kind of weird that they would have something tied into like a a series or something if you watch it. <laughs> I, I I feel like this is one of two things. I mean, well, actually, it could be both. Uh, either they one they want people to get on this channel. I think it's free. I don't. I haven't heard anything about it costing money to go on the Halo channel. Uh huh. I imagine it's free. Um, but if it is, if it isn't, and there's a subscription to it, they want people to subscribe to it or whatever. Yep. Um, or two, um, and or two, uh, the movie sucks, and <laughs> they want people to watch it. So this is their way of getting people to watch it by putting giving people free shit for the Halo Five beta. And then they get a tout like, "Oh, look at how many people watch this movie! It's popular. We're going to release it now." You know, just yeah. Like, and the then they're going to accompany that with some sort of. Yeah, that they're gonna try to accompany it with all sorts of various like beta codes and all this other shit. <laughs> yeah, if Jake was here right now, he'd be like, "Well, if the the story in in the Halo games is horrible, but if you read the books, <laughs> the books are really really good. Like, the books are really great in depth stories with great characters. It actually makes you like Master Chief." Oh he, my god! Gives him a character. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a horrible. I don't know why I'm talking like that. I don't know. I, I don't know. You just you just kind of sound like the comic book guy, sort of like sort of, you know. He's like, well, if you read the books and stuff like that, it'll, it'll be really, really, really good. You know, that's good. That's the new Jake voice. You gotta talk like Jake like that for now on. The comic book guy. Uh, that's it. That's that's perfect. Now, if you go and conduct this type of experiment here, you gotta get yourself out of the darkness. Oh, you know, I had a mouse. <laughs> He'll probably listen to this like, what the fuck? He's never going to listen to this podcast. He's never listened to the other ones he wasn't on. <laughs> oh, man. Just, as long as no one tells him what we said, don't tell him what we said, listeners. Uh, he'll, he'll never know. It'll be our little uh, secret. Yes, our little secret. Uh, love you, Jake, if, in case you are listening. If you made it this far. <laughs> oh. oh. He's like, man. I'm going to find new co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Worst podcast ever. It's like worst episode ever. <laughs> oh, oh man. That's great. I love I love I love comic book Jake. <laughs> oh. Comic book Jake. 
oh, it's better than Hulk going into the darkness. You know, just that, <laughs> just that whole spiel. But oh man, that's great. Uh, I know. So uh, moving on from that, uh, PlayStation TV is uh, is launching next month uh, mm-hmm. uh, for uh, I believe a hundred dollars. Yep. And it comes out October 14th. Yeah, it comes out October uh-huh. 14th. There's also another bundle that they're, like, uh, bundling it with, like, the Lego movie game or something for Vita, which, god damn, who's going to yeah. buy that bundle? But, uh... Parents? It, it's probably mostly parents or something like that. But, uh, I kind of like the idea that they are only, like, charging, like, 100 bucks for this quintessentially this sort of, like, an Apple TV type of style box. Because... Looking at it from the outside, it includes a memory card. It includes like the thing. It does not include a PS3 controller, which you know what you can. Um, it does, if you buy the bundle, it does. Well, yeah, if you buy the bundle, it you, you know obviously you can. But but saying if you're just buying the original thing and stuff, you're gonna need to spend like another like fifty five or so ish dollars on like a PS3 controller. But I kind of see me. I kind of see me kind of playing this type of thing, especially if say you're going on a road trip and you can't really and you don't want to bring like a big old console like a ps3 or a ps4 and if you want to try to play like certain like uh, games like say like i don't know like old school games like the ps1 or maybe psp games or even like certain vita games like say a persona 4 golden golden or something like that i can see the uses but but uh yeah i just i'm not too sure <laughs> um i think for us as the gamer market is this is not the um the gamers go i think yeah. i think it's the market they're going after i think it is going after that um the chromecast um apple tv market where not only you're basically going to get the same thing the new like all the same apps the voodoo netflix hulu yeah uh WWE network for 999 um with that you're also going to get um all this huge library of games to play and also the chance to, if you do have a PS4 and you also have this, yep. you could play your PS4 games. Um, you could stream your PS4 games. Um, so I think from that point of view, it's kind of a great deal. If like, uh, if I ever cut the cord on cable, um, and like I didn't like this would be something I'd look into, man, for sure. Um, with these, this is kind of this is a growing thing now. This is the I think in the next five to ten years, I think cable. Um, we'll still be around, but it won't be what it was. And oh no, we're we're all gonna have this. We're all gonna. I mean, I mean, the like ESPN, all those channels are holding on to your life by getting like the football games or anything like that, or having their own content. Like HBO has a Game of Thrones has their own content. Well, yeah, that's but true. Even, even HBO, even like even CBS, CW, Spike TV, they all have streaming services now. You can watch your stuff online. That's very true. You, or you can watch them on your on your consoles. They even they know. I mean, they're holding on because they want to keep you. They make a lot of money off cable. Um, I know with their cable subscriptions, but but here's the they thing. know. But yeah, that's the way that everything's going. I know, but here's the thing, though. It's like we're vastly just heading towards like a, a certain point inside this technological advancement and stuff where people are not people have not been like watching cable or some. We're just starting to ditch their cable boxes over the past couple of years in favor for streaming services like your netflix like your hulus like your hbo goes and stuff sooner or later we're going to have a whole base of subscription things for all these different types of uh like channels and programs which are quintessentially kind of the same thing that we are getting right now for the cable only 
at this point in time, cable to, like providers are starting to get smart and bundle all these various things together from your television, your internet to like the cable things, because they know if they offer other options for, say, just cable, let's just like just for internet itself, people are not going to get the other things. They're just going to get that one thing for that small chunk of a price, and uh, you know that's going to delve into a lot of their profits. But uh, I just kind of wish. I could drop cable because I do not use my cable service hardly at all. I do not watch mm-hmm. things hardly at all and unless I want to try to record, like, say, episodes of Doctor Who or, like, other types of anime things on, say, Cartoon Network late at night. I mean, hell, I still got things on my DVR here that uh, have been from August because I haven't really had a chance or really felt like watching them. Yeah, I've got the entire season of Fargo from, like, March on my fucking DVR still. <laughs> uh no, but I'm I'm kind of the same way of you. For like, really, I don't. I really, like outside of sports, I really don't watch a lot of live television. I know. Um, and when I and like most of the stuff I do, I DVR. Like when I do watch TV, it's stuff I DVR'd. Yep. And a lot of that stuff you can you can watch online, like the next day, or you can if you have Hulu, you can watch it on there, or you can go to the, the the website of the the television network and watch it on there, or you can just buy them for. I mean, if you're someone that doesn't have doesn't watch a lot, of, like you don't, there's not a lot. Of, current tv shows that you watch right um i mean it'd th- be great something like this would be great for you i mean even like i i cut my i cut the cord on uh hbo because i i, I was paying 16 dollars a month just to watch game of thrones but i realized oh, brother i can just buy there's only 10 episodes a season uh, i can just buy the episodes in hd for three dollars a piece that's 30 dollars for the whole season oh my god which but that's... i'm paying 16 dollars a month that's to yeah to have HBO when all I'm not even watching the movies on there, so, so I yeah I know there's no point in me spending th- having a, a channel for three months to watch an hour a week on it. So right, it's it's getting to the point now where it's just cheaper if you just want to if there's only a few shows you're watching currently on TV, and even if they don't come on Hulu the next day or whatever like that, or they're not on the website, you can buy them for a, a dollar or like two or three dollars. So. Uh, I think it's smart of them to jump into that, and I mean they've kind of talked about they're adding more, they're getting more involved, they're getting more right uh, the channels out there like CBS and Spike TV. They're trying to get all those channels out there and have it all in one box, and uh, it's a smart way to go. And I hope that hope that comes to the PS4 as well because like the 360s had that for a while. They, yeah. they have like a hundred freaking different uh, channels you can or apps you can get, and most of them are crap. But right, um, they do have like the CW one, they have the Fox one. Um, and really, I mean, I think when I think it, like really, as long as I can watch my Doctor Who and Game of Thrones and like Sons of Anarchy's ending this season, like oh, I, that's wow. all I care about. Like television, like sports, Doctor Who and Game of Thrones. That's all I care about. <laughs> and like wrestling, but I have the WWE network for that. So. Yeah, that's true too. But uh, you know, what speaking of like say TV services and stuff like that, you know, I was just reading some bits of articles today, and apparently, like Sony is trying to do like an internet TV service thing as well. You know, that's just that's just kind of yeah. crazy. You know, in my honest opinion, because now you have like a big name like Sony is trying to tip their hats, trying to do a television like service thing. You know, like an internet TV type of things, where obviously you have like specific channels, specific things that you want to try to, uh, you know, just watch and just contribute and just do the same things like you were just talking about you know it's just kind of uh it's kind of weird in a way <laughs> yeah oh yeah most of it and that's kind of going to like the like i think they're trying that's 
the way they're going, they're trying to combat the um, that's going to be on the PlayStation now. They, I know they reached an agreement with Viacom, which um, is one of the one of the biggest um, television companies out there. They own like yep. MTV and Spike TV, Comedy, Comedy Central. Central. Yeah. Um, so that's a big deal for them. That gives them three big channels. Um, I can watch my South Park. Yep. On there, which the news episode, the new season started tonight. Well, this is Wednesday, by the oh. way. People. Oh, I can't wait. It's I got it recorded. I'm gonna watch that as soon as this is over. Dude, I know um, it's gonna be freaking awesome. <laughs> it's gonna be great. <laughs> but um, even like actually, the funny thing about like uh, Comedy Central puts their shows 24 hours later on their website. Yeah, yeah, they do so, for free. You don't even have to have like a. You don't have to have uh, like some places like some actually some channels like if you go on there like like um, FX like they'll make you put in your login for. Uh, your cable that like so if you have to put in like direct tv if you have direct tv and then put in your login to actually watch your stuff on there and i feel like that's going to be going away in the next few years oh it will uh, it will once like people more people get on and stuff and uh more like less cable box stuff is getting like uh implemented so obviously they're probably gonna be charging sooner or later so oh yeah definitely that's the only, that's the only thing that scares me though is the fact that that uh, they're gonna like is like every channel just gonna charge us like five six bucks a month to have their like is CBS gonna have a subscription is Fox gonna have a subscription is Spike TV gonna have a subscription I, I'm I'm kind of worried about that like will we end up paying more for this stuff or getting less like I mean I look at like mm. you you get Directv now and you get like six seventy bucks a month you get three hundred channels but you only watch like eight of them yeah. you know and I mean is that gonna be the better deal or is it like sometimes maybe it's a little more convenient. Maybe it's better to have 120 channels at 70 bucks a month than it is to have eight streaming services for 40 bucks a month or 50 bucks a month. Yeah, I so know. That's that's sort of the same way that's coming like right now with uh, certain video game things as well. Because, I mean, obviously you have your like uh, like Microsoft with their Xbox Live service. You got Sony with the PlayStation Network. Like, uh, and you also have Sony like doing their whole like you know the PlayStation Now type of things, and even EA with their whole like. Uh, their whole subscription-based service for their sport games and stuff like that that are coming up. And yeah, it, it's, just, it's just, like I was saying, like what you were saying like earlier and stuff like that, it kind of seems like it's leading towards a time where it's just, everything's going to be subscription-based, and it's just going to be like much more money coming out of like consumers' pockets because unless they want to spend like about three, two or three hundred dollars like a month, like on various like uh, things they want to watch, they get the total package, you know? It's just... Uh, yeah, it's just going to end up becoming more costlier to people. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, unless they have some sort of, like... They counterbalance it now with, like, the, the streaming stuff where they'll make you watch Hulu or, like, you watch something on the CW website. They'll make you watch... They'll have, like, uh, a commercial. A couple of commercials in the, in the mm-hmm. episode. That's fine. If you don't have cable and you want to watch the shows, I mean, you, you get to watch the episodes for free. All you got to do well, is yeah. do two minutes of episodes throughout a, you know... 45 minute long episode that's awesome i know yeah. that's actually I'll take pretty that. good i mean right now on hulu you could still like watch certain episodes of tv shows for free i mean it's it's nice <laughs> yeah um that's kind of good and bad about the future but um kind of going into our um our like last little tidbit of news here um there is a, a poss- possibility and it's been mentioned by uh some of the developers in konami that they're considering going with the new Silent Hill, um, kind of the reboot of the series, they are considering uh, making it a um, episodic game. Hmm. That's kind of interesting. I mean, I don't understand why, but 
maybe they're um, maybe they're trying to do it at, like because of the success of Walking Dead or something or who knows. Yeah. I'm kind of. I think this is an, a nice, interesting experience uh, experiment that some companies are going for. Like Capcom is doing with uh, uh, Resident Evil Revelations Two, yep. um, where I think some of these. I think this might be a. This could be a smart uh, way for non AAA titles, and maybe Silent Hill might be a AAA title. We don't really know. I mean, it does have some big names behind it, and it's a fairly um, popular franchise. But right, um, I think this could be a nice little experiment um, for this new generation to go into for. Kind of those non like triple A like titles like the, they're between the, they're the, the there's that weird stage of like there's indie titles and then there's triple A titles and there's everything in between right and maybe for those ones that are closer to triple A um, the ones that have pretty good sized budgets this might be a smart way for them to go go with the episodic where they're gonna be it's gonna be cheaper because um, you look at like someone sees um, like a game like Resident Evil Revelations two. Or Silent Hill, and like, ooh, like it's not, it's not Call of Duty, it's not no. Halo, it's not, it doesn't have that big name behind it. So they're gonna see that, it's like, ooh, do I really want to spend sixty bucks on that? But they go on their, they go on the PlayStation Store or the Xbox Live Store or Steam or whatever, and they see Silent Hill Episode One, right? Uh, I don't know, ten bucks, and it's, maybe it comes out every two weeks or three weeks or a month or whatever. There's six parts um, for ten bucks piece, and it, it overall equals sixty dollars or something like that. Um, or you could buy season pass for forty or whatever, and uh, some people see that like oh like for temp like Silent Hill I know that name, um, oh he do, the guy named Mel Gasol makes this I'll try it out for ten bucks uh-huh. and I like it they'll get no, episode two three four five and six I I think I think going this episodic route will get more impulse buys yeah um, for those games and you'll you'll just see you'll probably actually make more money overall. Um, from this and kind of go, I like I like what Resident Evil, what they're doing with uh, Revelations too, where it's coming out digital first, right, and then it's coming out in the stores because they're going to make more money off the digital sales first. Also, that's another plus for them. Uh, so I I, I could see this. I don't know if it's going to pan out for them uh, for uh, developers at all, but I I am uh, for this type of uh, digital distribution. Um, this is something I've talked about, like Resident Evil Revelations two before. Is like this is something I can get behind, something like this. Um, so I, I hope it works out for him, and it's something that more non AAA studios uh, go for. Well, you know what? That's definitely going to be something to look forward to in the next like the upcoming months and stuff. But yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, I guess we can go ahead and just kind of end this. Um, I didn't really want to call it an episode. It was more of just like a, a Skype call. <laughs> well, hey. Uh, <laughs> but no, um, but no. Um, kind of end this off. Um, we do want to mention Extra Life is coming up. I, we're actually mm-hmm. about um, 30 days, uh, give or take a day or two. Uh, this, oh, boy. Uh, coming out um, away. So get out there. We are um, We are on the, go to the extra-life.org. Uh, you'll find us in the Talking Ship group. Um I'm Tyler Courtney. We have um, Jacob Morgan yep. and uh, Gabe Bagno. Yep. Uh, you can, you can, uh, you know, give us some money. Um, we're really raising money for uh, Children's Miracle Network. Or, I mean, better yet, we'd love for you to join. I've, I've talked about this before. I would. I don't care if we get money. If the money goes directly to us, or you guys say you, we get twenty people to join and they raise two thousand dollars. We'll say between them all. Yeah, I'd, I'd be just as happy with that as, as me raising two thousand dollars. So the more people out there, the more uh, more people 
get out there the more people spread the word more people join that's great it you know it's um, that'd be awesome um, but go ahead and uh, if, if you like sign up or donate to us or we appreciate if you just get the word out that um, extra extra life is a thing and we're raise, people are raising money um, to for, for sick kids out there um, also uh, so we'll go ahead and just kind of wind this podcast up uh, why don't we go into um, what is your wrestler or odd news of the week Jack okay wrestler of the week hmm all right let me think about this for a second um <laughs> you know it's kind of funny it's kind of funny I didn't even really watch raw this past week so it's like yeah no, I actually um I played Super Mario uh, 3D World actually, on, that was... on my gamepad during. <laughs> I think you did the right choice right there because I didn't. I obviously didn't watch Raw. I just went through and just uh, just watched. Got just like read things on Twitter and stuff like that of the stuff happening because I didn't really feel like just wasting time just watching the show. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't worth it. Just I had it on the background. But uh, if I had to go with a wrestler. Though I would possibly just go with like, uh, hmm. <laughs> I know this is kind of hard though because there's, oh, man, there really isn't like any type of current ones I can just think about here. Well, there is one I could possibly say though. One, let's see. <laughs> oh, should I go with him? Well, yeah, I think I will. I'll just go ahead and say Jay Briscoe. Now, for those who don't know who Jay Briscoe is, him and his brother, the Briscoe brothers and stuff like that, are like these mainstays at Ring of Honor, right? They've been around since like, the initial like inception of this uh, organization. And what Ring of Honor is, is like an indie wrestling promotion that has been the gateway to a lot of great wrestlers that you see nowadays. Like guys like, say, Daniel Bryan, the CM Punk, the Samoa Joe... And even like uh, even some current wrestlers, like say like Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, and even like a lot of the guys that are in NXT right now, like say I think Adrian Neville has been part of there as well, I think, and uh, like Sami Zayn, who used to go by El Generico, which you know that's a better gimmick in my opinion. So with Jay Briscoe, Jay Briscoe now is like uh, he is the only guy inside ROH's like uh, established history right now to ever win their world championship like twice. Because, you know, with Ring of Honor, they like to showcase a lot of their various talent, unlike a certain other promotion that just likes to focus on one shitboy buckethead. But, uh, the thing about, like, uh, the thing about Jay Briscoe, though, he's a little bit more outspoken as, like, a wrestler. He cuts these interesting, like, uh, these promos and stuff. He's basically kind of like that southerner type of, like, redneck, both him and his brother and stuff. I mean, both him and his brother have, like, held the tag team titles over in that, uh, promotion for, like multiple times but uh let's see brisk like jay briscoe has this i don't know i'm i'm trying to describe his finisher though but really i think i'm just gonna just recommend people just google his uh, finisher because it obviously it just looks very freaking devastating when he does deliver it but uh other than that though it's just he's just an interesting wrestler just like to watch like the way he cuts promos the way he performs in the ring and stuff and honestly if you really want to just to get more of who Jay Briscoe is and like who he actually what he can do inside the ring, go ahead and YouTube a lot of his stuff, or even visit like Ring of Honor like uh, their their website, or even like a lot of their matches online because they've had some very great like indie matches and stuff. So you know what? For the rest of the week, I will go with Jay Briscoe. <laughs> okay, very nice. Um, I was looking for uh, some trivia, but I couldn't really find nothing. 
So um, we'll just kind of skip that for the week. Uh, maybe we'll we'll have some hopefully next week. Up, uh, hopefully Jake will be back next week. Yeah. Um, but you can find us on Twitter. We are Gen underscore Games on there at Gen underscore Games. Uh, we are Generation Gaming on YouTube. Subscribe to our page. We are still um, we have content ready in the can. We're just kind of waiting on some finishing touches for uh, for some things in the, for us uh, behind the scenes. Um, but we also are on Facebook, uh, Generation Gaming uh, Facebook page and group. So go on there. Uh, the page is mainly for um, updates on what's going on with the podcast and um, when the podcast comes out. The group is more so just like stupid little things we want to put on the group. Or if you want to, if you want to just chit chat with us on there, um, you're more than welcome to post something on there. Um, but I was Tyler, and I've been the Jack of Hearts. I <laughs> uh, appreciate you listening to us uh, ramble for the last hour or so, and uh, we will talk to you next week, hopefully with uh, Jake. GG, everyone. Alan.